Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkErie.com. Here's Janelle Keith and Lori Clapper. Today we have a, a special guest. Her name is Pat Sign, and she has served as an executive director of a nonprofit organization in Northwest Indiana. She has over 25 years of leadership, training, and facilitation experience in both the nonprofit and corporate arenas where she's influenced all ages, youth and adults, to achieve their goals. Boy, we are so excited to talk to you, Pat. You are you are the, the wise woman today. You're in the spot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm honored that you asked me to uh, come on and just share experiences and hopefully uh, encourage uh, others that are in the marketplace. We want to know a little bit about your background. How did it all start? What was your first experience with entrepreneurship? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I just as a very young child, I was always the lemonade stand (laughs) person. (laughs) So I kind of always uh, liked doing those kinds of things. And as a, uh, as a teenager, uh, we were at our, the group of friends that I associated with wanted to, uh, they always, it was, it was very good to earn money. We always wanted to earn money uh, by uh, doing laundry or folding laundry or, or uh, mowing lawns or doing different things like that. So I had this idea. And I decided, hey, let's have an employment agency oh. for teens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so wow, that's right. You're going to uh, create this flyer. And of course, uh, we didn't know how to make copies. So I hand wrote uh, this flyer so that we could uh, ask people if you need a babysitter, you can call. Uh, this number, of course, it was my, my home, my mom's, my mom's (laughs) phone number, my home phone number, uh, call this number and we would have people that could, uh, mow your lawn, fold your laundry or babysitting. And what I didn't realize, of course, my mother got a wind of this whole thing and she, uh, understood the safety issues that may be behind that. And she said, oh, you can't do this. I'm not going to let you do this uh, because we don't know everyone that you may mm-hmm. may want to provide that service for. So I didn't know anything about that. I just thought we're going to earn money and we're going to have all this ice cream and all this candy and all these good things that we wanted, you know, uh, at, at uh, 13, 14, 15 years old. So that was kind of my first experience with it. And, uh, when everyone else wanted to uh, play house and dolls, I wanted to have an office. So- <laughs> <laughs> They're playing house and playing teacher. You were running a business. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted an office. I wanted the file boxes and the little index cards and all of that stuff. So I was wow. kind of a really early. So I, I didn't realize it then, uh, but now I realize that was my first, the first uh, realization or the first entree into being an entrepreneur or business owner, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. And I think that always happens very early in your life. 
there's some things that are indicators of uh, what you may do or the path that God has for you uh, later in life. That leads me into the next question. So you recognize this gift at, at such a young age. I consider it young age because I feel like I'm late in the game here, you know, of, of doing this entrepreneurship. But so what did you do uh, to cultivate that gift, to let it grow and expand? Well, of course, it, it was very uh, circuitous to get to where I am today. Yes. I, uh, uh, there were a lot of stops and starts. And of course, as, as I grew older than being in, in high school and doing all the college things and all of that, you don't really focus on that. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I did take business administration business classes because I knew that was there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, of course, took the, the business classes, and then I read a lot about businesses, and I was always interested in people that were starting businesses and what, how they did it and the things that they had to learn in order to launch uh, their business. So I was always interested in that, mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess a little later, I realized that was the path for me. Hmm. Yeah, it seems obviously early you uh, knew what your gifting was, but I love that you also cultivated it into teaching others. Like It seems like even early on, you knew that you wanted to pass that knowledge on. Yes, I, I'm always um, a giver at heart. I always wanted to give and to uh, help other people. I think my, I was always wanting to help people find things that they needed. I wanted to always help uh, people find the right path for them or find the right tools that they needed. Uh, so I was, I was very, I'm very analytical. So I would always look for the, the, the things that would help move people along whatever path they were taking. I'm just sitting here gleaning in all of her wisdom. And the reason why I say that is because Pat and I have entered a relationship. I, what well, a couple, I, it's been more than weeks. It's, I don't know how many weeks it's been, but I'm taking a business class that she is teaching. And so this is my first time to uh, hear the background uh, from Pat, but I'm just like amazed that she recognized it at such a young age and then did something about it. And I, again, I feel like I'm, I'm one of the late comers, Pat. <laughs> You know, just coming around, it's because it, business has never been of interest to me. It's just like this is so outside of my realm of like, I feel like I'm, a, uh, well, as we in the Southwest, I feel like I'm a cow looking at a new gate. Like, what do I do with that? You know, and it's, <laughs> well, it can feel like that. Yes. Yeah. It's funny, um, the number of guests that we have had, including yourself on the show, that I feel like a common denominator here is not only did you realize your gifting for uh, starting businesses at a young age, like you said, lemonade stands, or we had someone mention that they made friendship bracelets. No, her friends wanted the friendship bracelets, so she sold them at school and, and made a little bit extra money. But the big thing is, and I think a lot of people have trouble, they might have an idea, but it's really hard just to start. Mm -hmm. Right? It is. That is usually the place that uh, people will often get stuck. 
just knowing what the next steps are, what I should do, who can I talk to? And I think that uh, really always tugged at my heartstrings. I really, that not knowing what to do because I, I knew where I started and I didn't always know what to do, but because I was, uh, I'm a little bit of a risk taker, I would just do things anyway. So I think seeing people and I knew the potential or I could sense the potential and just helping them tap into that and find that. Because if you get this download from God to do something, then uh, that's, that's something that needs to be nurtured. It needs to be encouraged and nurtured. Uh, so I always wanted to do that for people, uh, whether it was in business or something else that they were doing, uh, even if it were a career that they wanted, just helping them uh, take the right steps to reach those goals was, uh, I thought it was very, very critical. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we need your um, risk takers to help the rest of us along. <laughs> to tell us how to do it (laughs) to the edge you know yeah yeah and show us the way because that i've you know i consider myself a too creative to to know which way to go you know because there's like so many options which just show me which one to do first you know and and you know that pat from our conversations um that uh i'm just like i'm easily overwhelmed by Oh, we got to do all of that, you know, and I wish I was more of a risk taker, you know, it would just go head in and not even think about it twice because I'm sometimes I feel like I'm way too cautious. <laughs> I think we all get there, but you know, I think that's why, uh, in fact, I know that's why God connects people because, uh, so that you can support each other in, mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Um, it, none of us have all of the answers. So you find someone else, you leverage the knowledge of other people and the skills of other people by uh, connecting with people that have what you, what you need. Yeah. Um, That's That's wonderful. (laughs) That is so great. I love that. Yeah. Pat, it's been great talking to you so far. And uh, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about how in Pat's experience, she knew when to start and how she transitioned into entrepreneurship and into leadership training. So can't wait to hear about that. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Women of Grace in the Marketplace will be right back on TalkErie.com. Women of Grace in the Marketplace here on Tahiri.com. I'm Lori Clapper, along with Janelle Keith and our special guest, Pat Symes. And we are just gleaning knowledge from Pat and her knowledge of business and entrepreneurship. And first of all, Pat, how many businesses do you think you've started so far in your career? I think it's probably four, four okay. businesses that I've started, yes. Wow. 
that's a lot to keep track of. It is a lot to keep track of, but uh, those, all of those uh, were, some of those have transitioned and, and other people, I've, I've kind of handed them over to other people ah. uh, because I think what I like is starting and getting them going and then uh, later helping them build them, uh, helping others build those particular businesses. So uh, it's really uh, uh an exciting journey, actually, entrepreneurship. Yeah. So in those various businesses you started, how did you know it was time to pass that along or to start something new or to transition it into something else? You know, I, it was always, they were always based on a need that I saw somewhere. Mm. Um, as I started, uh, I, I actually launched a non, I was in corporate America First. And of course, I saw so much need there that I launched a nonprofit for single parents because there were so many single parents working for that particular company. And they were all they were always something that they needed. So I began this organization. I launched this nonprofit, uh, wrote the 501, the documentation for the 501c3. I, and launched that. And um, it actually, I, I wanted to find the resources that they were always looking for as a one-stop shop. So they would not have to go to five agencies to, to or stumble around to find what they wanted so they could find it in one place. So I launched that uh, organization, which actually um, we were approached by a national organization once we launched that that said what you're doing we need in a neighboring city uh, we need you to come under our umbrella we just want to give you all the tools to build it out wow. so uh, wow. that organization actually still exists employs about 35 people um, and is has been in existence since um 2008. They've been they've been uh, operating since 2008, very mm -hmm. successfully. So uh, that was one. Uh, then, of course, I saw this need for uh, people were struggling with interaction, communication. So I launched an etiquette school. Um, wow. So the <laughs> etiquette school uh, that was something that was needed. Everyone. Uh, Said, we need this for our children. We need them to learn all of the social norms, what, how they need to uh, act and to be comfortable in any social setting. So I did launch uh, uh, a, an etiquette school. And once it launched and began to gain some traction, I kind of handed that off <laughs> to someone else. Because I think people need opportunities to be leaders too, uh, and to to uh, move along with some things. And then, of course, I, I uh, noticed that people were always asking me about business, how to start, how what to do, and or they wanted to start, but I I could I could see that they didn't have all the foundation, the pieces and places that it wasn't, uh, didn't have a good foundation. And I would say, well, you probably need to do this and 
So I began doing that and I said, perhaps I need to help people with a business startup and launch. Uh, so I did, I, I just, I just stepped out and, and uh, began this organization or this business in order to help uh, new and aspiring entrepreneurs. Wow. And, and how, what a gift it was for your prior businesses that you found people who had that passion like you did for that certain uh, uh, demographic or certain type of business that you could pass that along to. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes you yes. don't always have people that are as excited about your business as you are starting it, right? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yes. that's the trouble. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously with your gift of administration that I recognize from you, you, you know, just kind of let God expand that for you, you know, just. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did. And then I didn't realize what it was. I didn't know until someone actually came to me in a, uh, at church and said, you have a strong gift of administration. And I didn't understand what it was that mm-hmm. I could walk into a business and, and know if something was off or something was out of whack or what, I didn't know what that gift was. But when, when she articulated that to me, I recognized, I said, okay, that's what it is. Now I understand why I do that because it wasn't always comfortable when you can, you know, you can sense that it wasn't always comfortable. So uh, I was glad I could put a name to it, that she gave me the ability to put a name to it. Tell us what you mean by that. It wasn't always comfortable because I think sometimes that's the thing that we stumble over, you know, like, I don't know where this is coming from or whatever, you know, and recognizing that need that you saw in, in your different circles. Yes. I could recognize that something was needed or, or what was needed, but I, and I wanted to let people know you need this, but I was always concerned about people feeling as I was, as though I was trying to tell them how to run their business. But I can sense that you need, you know, you, if you Mm -hmm. have one more person here, you know, if you, if you have a good foundation, then you can build up. If you have a narrow foundation, it's going to topple as it grows. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I could kind of see those things that may have been a little um, awry. Right. And, and, and then you, you touched a hot button, that control that we fail to release. Yes. Because somebody else has a better idea. Yeah. Being yes. open to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What blows me away is the fact that she was so aware of, you know, her giftings that she, oh, I can help with that and just did something about it and didn't let it stop her from, you know, going. How do we make that jump over on that bridge? (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk about that when we come back after this break. It's Women of Grace in the Marketplace. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Women of Grace in the Marketplace. And our guest, Kat Symes, is just oozing with wisdom today. 
um, as she talks about startups, and that's actually how we met. Uh, she's my she's my business class teacher, <laughs> and I'm learning so many new things. I'm trying not to be overwhelmed by it, but she makes it all sound so simple, right, Lori? That's for sure. She. You said you have the gift of administration, and that is certainly the case because we, I love how you can articulate uh, these things so well. So uh, I think you're where God wants where God wants you, at least for right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. And you come a long way from that lemonade stand, that's for sure. Now you are a certified kingdom-driven entrepreneur, coach, and teacher. That is wow. You know, you started at point A. And then you're, you're, I don't know at what letter you're at in this journey, but do you often find that, you know, like, how, how did, did you know you were going to end up here as a certified entrepreneur with, with doing business God's way? I mean, wow. I, I, I had no idea. I always, I think I always recognized that um, God would be the center I knew that he would always be the center of whatever mm-hmm. I did. Um, I didn't know that I would end up where I am right now. Uh, the vision was bigger than my ability to make it come to pass. So I knew I had to lean on God in order for it to happen. Um, I think as as I began, I knew I always wanted to help people. So that was that was uh, a driving uh, thing that drove me. Uh, I think becoming a kingdom-driven entrepreneur, when, that, when it was offered to become certified as kingdom-driven, I needed that because I needed to know what's missing. What am I, where do I need to look in order to bring all the right pieces together to serve people God's way, to serve it honoring him and honoring him. Uh, So when the opportunity arose to become certified through Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, I took that opportunity. uh, And there were a lot of things that I I knew, uh, understood, or recognized after taking that, that I needed, uh, really needed in order to make sure you're kingdom driven. Uh, we're often, we know that we know how to do business. I knew how to, how to put some pieces together, not everything, but I knew how to put some pieces together, but I needed God's super on my natural in order to make it really work for people. Uh, so I had to, you know, going to him and finding out that you have to be very careful, even in your marketing, even if, you know, we, we, we're sometimes we're, we're in the world, but we can't be, you know, we have, can't be of the world. So sometimes it'll seep in and you have to be careful. So you knowing how to monitor yourself so that, or monitor your, your writing and monitor all of that so that that's not seeping in. Uh, was was key in in that training. It was really uh, good for teaching how to really make sure you're always going to God, that he's the CEO. So yeah. as CEO, we have to get his okay in order to move forward and going back to him for every all of the next steps that you're supposed to take. 
um, going and saying, and, and that's actually what Moses did. Every time he got into uh, something happened, he'd say, okay, God, these people you gave me, so what do you want me to do? And that's what we, you know, I had to learn to go to him and say, okay, what do you want me to do today? Mm. What do you want me to do to, to glorify you in the marketplace today? Who do you want me to touch? What do you want me to, to what steps do you want me to take? Awesome. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a phenomenal uh, perspective to have because you don't find that in the world at all. You, you know, it's always, you're driven by, you're driven for a, a self pleasure type of a thing, you know, and just to make your way, make your place in the marketplace. And it's such a refreshing perspective that you have. So you answered my question, what do you do when the vision is bigger than what you know you're you can accomplish and you just go to God every inch, every, every inch of the inch. way. Yeah. Every inch of the way. You have to ask him, what do I need to do? Even when you're in uh confusion, because that's not of him. So you definitely have to go to him and say, Okay, it's not I, I'm I'm feeling too many different things. Uh, help me sort it out. Yeah. Uh everything. Everything well, has to go to him. That is speaking to me right now. It's, you know, it's referring to our conversation off air yes. the other day. It's just like, now you're preaching here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how many times do we look to everybody else before we look to God? And, and sometimes that's our mm -hmm. first mistake and pit hole. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know? Yes, you're and right. I mean, perspective. I said, you know, we, we have to uh, uh, understand that he's our source and everything else is a resource. Um, so when we look at it that way, then you, he will even tell you what resources, uh, you should find. He will tell you what you need to learn. Okay. I'm going to teach you this. Now I want you to go to this person to get, to leverage their knowledge. So it will happen. Serve people, serve people. The mm -hmm. rest will come. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you serve people, then he's going to bless your efforts. So you, you can't worry about uh, 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 finances. You can't worry about all of, any of that because he's going to take care of that. No one can take better care of you than God. No one. No one. Amen. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So tell us what you mean when you say new dreams are fragile and the wrong words uh, can, can and will cause what could be a great enterprise to fracture sometimes without remedy or repair. I, I love that. I love that perspective that they're fragile. Yes, they are. They are fragile. When, when people have an idea, when they get that, that download or that idea uh, to do something, there's always, there's always some, some concern, some doubt, some fear surrounding it. So if you say the wrong thing, it'll totally, they'll, they'll just bench it. You know, they'll just put it to the side and never look at it again because someone has said, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't. It, I remember someone saying to me when I wanted to launch the nonprofit, there's no way you can do this. You need a quarter of a million dollars. And I just kept going. 
Um, and it did. It stopped me for a moment because I said, that's a lot. And I don't, I don't know where that's going to come from. But it kept coming up. The idea kept coming back. So I had to uh, move forward with it. And as I did that, every single door began to open. Every piece of knowledge I had, I was directed to find or to person I needed to contact. It all, I mean, it was, it was all God. So I know how it is to have a vision, want to execute it and not know what to do and have people come to you and say, you can't do it. You, that's impossible. It's not, you, you just can't do it. So it's really hard when people do that and it'll, it will cause great enterprise to just deflate and mm -hmm. not come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So of course, if you don't do it, God's going to give it to someone else to do. And sooner or later it will come to pass because I am convinced when he, when he downloads an idea to someone, if they don't execute, he'll find someone else that will. Mm -hmm. That's great encouragement. What if that, that person that's saying you can't do it is the, the enemy himself who just is, you know, relentless in his attempts, you know, with the doubts, the fears, all of those things. So you find a counter in God's word. Hmm. Whatever he says, what's the counter to that? Because the, God's word has a, uh, a counter to that. When the word talks about transforming your mind, and I think we talked about this too, Janelle, transforming your mind is not just changing your thought. It is meditating on something so you create a new pathway for the positive to take root in your mind, yes. in, your, in your spirit, so that when that negative thought comes, the automatic thing is mm -hmm. for the new thought to take over and to take place. Mm. That, that takes is so practice. key. Takes practice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, practice. yes, every yes. day. That's every, why it says meditate. Yes. So you yes. keep doing. You keep reading it. You keep rehearsing it, so that that's the first thing that mm -hmm. comes. Mm -hmm. The counter yeah. to whatever the enemy is trying to tell you. Mm. Who? Yeah, <laughs> and that can get tiring. It can get tiring, yeah, but that's why we need yeah. to. Uh, Keep our source of strength <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> you do. So and you have to you have to be very selective in what you're listening to. You do have to be selective mm -hmm. and you have to learn. So again, you go to God and say, um, and and actually you know, act when something isn't right, there's a you know, you don't it doesn't settle with you and you're like, something's wrong with this, so leave it alone. <laughs> if you hear a teaching and you're like, Oh, this isn't right then you, you just, you leave it alone. Uh, you don't keep listening to it because if you read, if you read and study and know God's word, then it's always going to warn you uh, because you know the truth. It's always going to say, no, that's something that rings hollow. That's not right. Mm -hmm. So you really know it does take practice. It takes practice, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but it's really worth it. It really, it really is. I feel like I'm staying after class right now. She's, <laughs> she is 
you know, another encouragement from, from Pat, because she has office hours that we, uh, can book with her, you know, uh, because of this class. And these, these are the kinds of conversations Pat and I are having, like, how do I know this is the right step? You know, and she keeps affirming that, you know, and you're right. What you say, whenever you match it up with truth, God will confirm it. Yes. He will. But yes, he you, will. you, you have to put that other, the doubts aside to say, he chose me for this, you know, and those are the, that word has just been ringing every day. I chose you for this. You were chosen, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I don't know how it's going to happen. I just keep, I keep going back to that old pathway where <laughs> I've yeah. been mm-hmm. spinning my wheels. Yeah. I wanted to ask about a time where someone came to you as a naysayer. Can you think of a story that I'm sure you have plenty of them uh, yes. <laughs> that, that you that is a right. testament to yeah. you know God really working against that so you can move forward. Yeah. Yes. Um, as I was I was sharing about the nonprofit that I wanted to launch and someone uh, immediate. In fact, there were not just one. There were three or four people that came to me and said um, there were things like you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Wow. Um, those kinds of things. Who do you think you are? You're always trying to do something. Um, those were the kind of things. And those can really be disheartening, especially when they're from people that you trust. And yeah. family, um, close friends, uh-huh. anyone, right? Uh-huh. Close friends, family, they say those kind of things. But you, um, I had to really push past a lot of it. So as I saw God opening the doors and actually uh, uh, the, the writing the 501c3, the document itself is, in those days, it was about 80 pages oh. of documentation you had to send to the IRS in order to be recognized as a nonprofit entity and a hefty fee. And what happened was the city that I was working in actually paid the fee and paid the attorney that was to file the paperwork. When I took the completed paperwork to him, he said, he looked at it very slowly, every page. And he said, how did you do this? No one does this. Wow. No one does this. And he said, how, who helped you with this? And I said, God. And of course he looked at me, you know, askew. (laughs) And I said, he said, well, you know, you did it. You did a great job. Uh, I don't have to do anything to this. I can just submit it to the IRS. Uh, So he submitted the documentation. And uh, about three months later, we got our our recognition uh, for exemption. So, um, and the same thing with writing proposals. I'm didn't know how to write proposals. I had no idea where to start, but I knew I needed to write proposals. So someone actually sat me next to them as they wrote a proposal. And I believe there was a transference because the next time I wrote a proposal, I was funded. The proposal was awarded. The very first one I ever wrote. Wow. It, wow. That's what I'm saying. God will send you. And he's, he actually told me to call this person that was a grant writer. And I just sat next to her as she was writing 
the proposal and just watching over her shoulders and, and reading the words. So it was really, uh, it was, <laughs> that was quite a journey uh, and watching God just take me through that whole thing. All right, we have to take a break, but I think this is a great transition into uh, what we are going to be doing next, talking about um, how your faith works into uh, your everyday conversations. You're, you're fortunate enough, blessed enough to work for a faith-based organization, but like you said, you, you're going to deal with other people who are be like, God, do what? <laughs> so we'll talk about that coming up next. with Pat Symes, our special guest here on Women of Race in the Marketplace. She's sharing so much knowledge with us about her experience in entrepreneurship and business leadership. And and the great thing is that you do work for a faith-based organization, so you can make Christ the center of, of what you say. But what kind of other uh, interactions have you had where you've been able to kind of share your faith as as things have happened for you in your businesses? Well, um, actually, my, my business is I work with anyone, whether they're faith-based or not. I um, do some work with kingdom-driven entrepreneurs, so that makes it very easy when I work with people that are, that are faith-based. Uh, in my own uh, uh, business, I actually work with anyone, and what I do is I use the principles of Scripture, and people know. Uh, without me saying in Proverbs 31, it says, but they recognize the flavor. They recognize the, uh, when I, when I talk to them, they recognize that it's not from a place of world, a worldview of business. It's from a kingdom view of business. Um, so it, the faith is always there and I'm not afraid to express that. And let people know when they ask me questions, like, how do you do? And I say, well, first of all, I ask God. And then, because I can't, I can't hide who I am. Uh, so I'm very open about letting people know that God is my head. Uh, he's my source. But I don't, um, I don't hesitate to let them know that. Um, and I, so I bring my faith into it and let them know, give them encouragement through scripture. Uh, you can't, you know, just knowing that you can do this, you can do, someone started everything, so you can do this, you know, and giving them even examples of, of people that have launched things. Uh, in working with, I work with a population of people that are 55 years and older that are launching mm -hmm. uh, businesses. And I always tell them, you're not too old and it's not too late. Uh, and I give them the example of Moses. Moses was 80 years old. And mm -hmm. everything he did prior to that prepared him for what he's going, he was going to do uh, for God. So I, I um, often bring in faith-based examples of 
what can happen in business and how you can operate without having to do it the world's way. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Pat. Uh, Janelle, I'm going to ask you, uh, what has been your biggest takeaway from the show today? Probably just Pat's courage that has just spoken to me just from day one. You know, she just knew that she's going to sell that lemonade and she's still selling Jesus, you know. And so there's a way to do that, that she has just made it look so easy and doable that this is why I'm attracted to her. It's just like, I want to be Pat when I grow up, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, God's empowered us each to do and gifted us each to do different things. But uh, the fact that she has taken a dream of what I consider a dream and made it doable. If she can do it, the rest of us can, you know, follow in her, the ways that God has provided to just take courage and do it. Yeah, definitely. I, I would have to agree with you on that one. The courage is a big thing because I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert and I'm a very, uh, cautious person. So uh, that's yeah. very admirable and, and an encouragement to someone like me. So thank you, Pat, for for that wisdom and encouragement today. And we have to wrap things up for this episode of Women of Grace in the Marketplace. Pat, why don't you share how people can get a hold of you if they're interested in talking with you about their dream? Sure. If they would like to reach me, my website is uh, providing-innovation.com. I can be reached at 219-227-9588 and by email at psims, S-I-M-E-S, at providing-innovation.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for spending time with Janelle and myself today. Pat, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. It's been great. I was, I am honored that you had me on the show. Thank you so much. Catch all the Women of Grace in the Marketplace podcasts anywhere at any time on wovenbooks.com.